the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day throughout Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in a Popka Blue Darter. I'm Roger Franklin Williams, joined by Joe Ferraro. Okay, hey. We're getting our weekend started off just right, officially. We're on the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. Got a great show for you today. There's a, School is out now, but as we all know, sports, youth sports in the Apopka area goes on year-round, which is a great thing. And we'll be talking about various aspects of that on the show today. Uh, one thing that's happening is Little League is having their all-star competition uh, beginning, um, of course, um, this, that time of year. There are basketball camps going on both at the, uh, at the high schools, Popka High School basketball camps going on. In fact, our friend Coach Mark Washington is involved in that. And that's, uh, of course, as well as many other things, too. So right now... We're pleased to be joined on the phone by the athletic director at Apopka High School and a former Apopka Blue Darter baseball alumni, Russell Wombles. Let's go to Russell. Hello, Russell. Hey, Roger. How you doing? Doing okay. Doing good. Doing good, actually. Thank you for joining us. No problem, man. Now, I would like to, um, you know, I think that obviously, as we talked about before, uh, but it's always great to talk about, is we had another excellent year. Uh, at Apopka High School in athletics. Uh, and I'd just like to talk about some of those on the show, uh, take this opportunity to, to share about some of those um, with our listeners. And you know, I'll just kind of let you, uh, you know, of course, the baseball had a, under new coach Mike McDaniel, had an excellent 19-6 and regular season. Uh, boys bowling captured their fifth consecutive state championship. Football, of course, had another great year and finished all, and, and had another great, had a great spring as we look forward to next year. Um, Popka basketball under Coach Scott Williams has, continues to make strides every single year. Softball had a great season under Coach Mike McQuithy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there's, of course, other programs I'm not even mentioning right now. But uh, I'll just let you start uh, wherever you want to start. Yeah, it was a uh, highly successful year overall in the athletic program. I mean, uh, and uh, the best thing is, uh, you know, a lot of those programs are, you know, fairly young and have a lot of really good kids returning. So, uh, um, you know, we're looking forward to next year and, and most of those, you know, some of these, you know, that people think, uh, you know, we may take a dip in. I think we're going to surprise them. I know, you know, our bowlers, uh, you know, we graduated three really good bowlers. But, uh, you know, we had graduated, you know, maybe the best one in the country the year before and still won the state championship. So, um, you know, we have some really good young kids coming in, a good, solid youth program out there at the we got the lanes, and so our coaches feel really, really good about that that season. Um, obviously, we got a ton of football kids returning. Um, Skill position kids are just uh, really a special group. So, uh, if everything comes comes in tune defensively, and and uh, you know, in the interior lines, which uh, they look like they're going to uh, after a really solid spring showing, you know, we expect great things from them as well. Basketball is very young. Um, you know, had a great season last year, district champions last year, but they're very young with a tremendous amount of talent coming back. So baseball, uh, a lot of kids. I mean, uh, you know, they played a, they played a two or three freshmen, which is very uncommon at our school to get on the field as a freshman. Um, and, uh, you know, several sophomores. And uh, so they got a chance to be really good, a lot of good arms good young arms, uh, several lefties, so exactly what you're looking for. So we're just real excited about all the opportunities we got coming our way, you know, track and field. And, you know, we did 
lose a long-time uh, girls soccer coach, Doug Matthews. He retired, but uh, one of his assistants is highly capable, uh, former high-level uh, uh, player and uh, played, I believe, at UCF and uh, and uh, Kim Perrine, and she'll take over that program, so I don't know that we'll miss a beat there. So just a lot of exciting things going on. Uh, girls lacrosse had a you know school record year for wins and uh got almost you know got probably 90 percent of their kids back they're very young so again looking forward to some exciting things next year on our campus definitely we'll talk about more in depth about some of the specific sports here as we go along i yeah and i just do want to say you think i'm glad you mentioned coach matthews you know he was an instrumental instrumental part integral part of a popka athletics for a long long time you know the way he built the girls soccer program the great success he had there and of course he was an assistant ad as well and you know we joe and i got a lot of great insight into the great work he does because he was such a help to us over the years so it's definitely uh, great to uh, to honor the service of, of coach doug matthews and and as you right. said it's great great that he's groomed an outstanding um you know assistant coach who's now the head coach to to come on and, and follow in his legacy in, in the work that he's done i do want to also let let everybody know that Blue Daughter Sports Central, which you're listening to, is presented by Florida Door Solutions and let you know that if you have garage door problems, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find out more about Florida Door Solutions at fladoor.com. Now back to Russell Wombles, athletic director at Apopka High School. And why don't we start, go now, Russell, to baseball and, uh, you know, you're a, ba- a Blue Darter alumni, baseball alumni, so am I. I could literally talk Blue Darter baseball 365 days a year. So it's great to have this opportunity with you to, to talk about the season this year. And why don't we um, kind of talk about to start, and we've talked about it before, but, you know, we have new listeners every 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 show as well. The whole, you know, the transition, Coach Eric Lassiter, who did a great job, fantastic job, uh, moved over to Windermere. And then so you had a decision to make. Um can it start? How, how did uh, Coach McDaniel get on your radar? And can you talk about the process of, of your process of feeling that he would be the, the man to have that very crucial position to uh, steward a popular high school baseball? Well, actually, uh, quite a few years ago, I, I don't remember the year exactly, but uh, uh, when uh, when I first came there, the first go around in 2005, uh, I had brought David Lee in from Lake County and. Uh, David was with us, I believe, third, uh, maybe five years, and um, he decided to go back to Lake County. So we were in the market for a head coach, and uh, actually, Coach McDaniel was one of the finalists then. So it was probably back in about 2010-ish, 11, somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, he was one of the uh, finalists for the job then. Uh, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed my conversations with him. Uh, I just I knew he was he would be a great fit. His knowledge was there, and you know. I, uh, but at the time, we hired uh, Chuck Shaw, who, uh, whose resume was just impressive, and he and he did an outstanding job for us. He was only with us one year, but uh, I don't know if you remember that year. But Chuck uh, Chuck had tons of injuries, and he was playing, you know, basically four JV kids every game, and and uh, wound up winning 17 games, and it was just. It was super impressive, and he really did a great job with our facilities. Started turning that around, and uh, but uh, you know he he left after after one year. Uh, uh, we had a situation with a you know our teaching positions weren't lining up just right, and anyway, it definitely wasn't something we wanted, nor did he. But it it just played out that way. So um, you know we were back in the market again, and in between the time that Chuck left and. Uh, and Eric was hired. I actually left and took the job at Dr. Phillips. So I was gone during uh, most of the time that Eric was here. The, so I came back last year, which was Eric's last year here. Uh, and when, uh, when Eric decided to move on, uh, I mean, I only had one guy in mind. I mean, literally one guy in mind. Uh, I didn't, uh, wasn't something that I advertised and, you know, put out there. Uh, you know, uh, as soon as the job came open, Mike contacted me, and we sat down and talked, and within two days, uh, we were done. I knew he was the right person, so I didn't feel the need to go through some lengthy process. Uh, again, I was very familiar with all that he'd done at the schools he had been at. I thought he would be a great fit for the community, and uh, and then it was just a bonus, you know, the fact that 
all of a sudden the assistant coaching staff started just lining up. And, I mean, uh, just we have a phenomenal staff. It's one of the better high school staffs you're going to come across anywhere. So, so it's, that's the way it's played out. Uh, kind of when I interviewed him the first time, I found out that uh, he actually played baseball at the same small school that I played at in Northwest Arkansas. So that made it uh, – we had a lot of common friends and so forth. So now it was quite a few years apart. But uh, anyway, uh, so that made the transition even easier. So I got to talk to people up in, in the uh, – up in the Ozarks and find out more about him and and uh, just to kind of assure what I already knew, which was uh, he was a high-quality, hard-working person that, uh, again, I think more than anything, he's just a really, really good fit for the community. So we're excited to have him, excited to have the entire coaching staff. Of course, 19-6 regular season, first year out. No, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember the other coach. Um, yeah, I remember everything with a Popka baseball, <laughs> at least going back to 1965. Um, it's, uh, I don't remember 1965, Roger. I'm probably going to have to leave that one with you. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a huge story I'll, there. I'll leave um, that one. Hey, listen, I'll leave that to you and John Fury. If that's okay. okay. Yeah, we'll be, uh, actually, we'll be talking about that next week on the show. Um, <laughs> But uh, well, since it's come up, yeah, it's 1965, we had one of, if not the worst, baseball program in the state of Florida, which was when I think the first game I ever remember watching. And fortunately, you know, my father hired a guy named Coach Connie McCamrick to come in in 1966. And within three years, we had a school record of wins, 18-5, and five, winning the Orange Belt Conference, and um, you know, pretty much set up things for a great future in Apopka. So, anyway, yeah. we'll be talking about that. i got to be honest with you. i got to be honest with you. I thought I was a historian, but... I don't know that coach, so the, the, I only go back as far as Pete Dunn. So my knowledge only goes back as far as Pete Dunn, which is that's a whole another great story right now with Stetson being in the College World Series. But uh, you know, program that Pete Dunn built from scratch. Uh, but um, yeah, did you say the guy's name was Connie Mack? Connie Mack Hamrick. Yep, yep. It was a great era. Yeah, we'll have to. His you know. first name was Connie Mack. His first name was Connie. His middle name was Mac. His last name was Hamrick. Uh, wow. So, it's a great baseball name. <laughs> exactly. That's great. That's great. Anyway, that's, that's great history. I'm going to have to share that one with Coach McDaniel. And uh, a lot of those guys are still around. In fact, they just had their 50th uh, reunion last month. Well, I, you know, uh, that's, but, I'll tell you something else that's really cool, you know, while we're talking about this, is Coach Mack has come in. He's embraced the history of Apopka. Um, you know, when I came back last year, um, you know, I, I, one of the first things I wanted to do was make sure we did something to honor and recognize the accomplishments of Coach Sonny Wise. And so when we hired Coach Mack and we discussed it, he said, man, I'm all in. He's, he's, a, he's a baseball buff. You know, he's a history buff. And he's come in and he's just he's putting his heart and soul into the community and he wants to know everything about the history of it. And he wants to be a part of, you know, you know all things of uh, you know, related to it. I mean, he spends a lot of time talking to former players, and uh, you know, we 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 had a actually. It's been a long time since I recall having uh, a lot of alumni, you know, former players at our games, even from you know my era. And uh, it's really cool uh, to see him come out. And I, you know, the feedback I get from them like is things like, "Man, I, I love this. This is this is reminds me of the way we used to do things." And to me, that's you know. Could, you know, Coach Mack couldn't have a bigger, bigger uh, compliment than that. No, I agree. I feel exactly the same way. And as we both know, that doesn't always happen. You know, not every coach has a heart for the the tradition and the the old school guys, if you will. And it's great to see that Coach McDaniel does. And yeah, we got to go to a break here in just a second. Uh, can you hopefully you can stay with us for another segment? Yeah, yeah okay. I can do one more segment. Okay, and then, yeah, I do want to, you know, thank you and thank Coach McDaniel, and yeah, I'll give you the credit. I don't know exactly how it all happened, but I did notice that you guys, uh, the boards were updated to include, you know, our 1975 district champions, which also made it to the regionals, regional finals, actually, and actually state. Um, so anyway, I appreciate uh, and getting, you know, of course, the, the, the teams that preceded us with those kinds of accomplishments as well, going all the way back to 1932. So, you know, it was great to see that. It was gratifying when I went out there, and thank you very much. Friends, we'll be right back on Blue Dart Sports Central with Russell Wombles, Athletic Director of Apopka High School. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. 
Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Joe Ferrara was here. We're at Porky's. We're getting our weekend started off just right at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. We're speaking with athletic director for the Blue Darters, Russell Wombles, and Apopka High School has had another outstanding season in the 2017-2018 school year, and that's what we're talking, kind of a season in review on the show today. And I want to let you know before we go back to Russell that Dr. Main, D.C., St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFederlando.com support all the programs you hear on 1520 WBCW, Apopka's hometown station. And I want to let you know that if... You in pain? If you're in pain, call Doctor Saint Germain at eight five five. When in pain, that's eight five five. When in pain, and be sure to tell them you're in a popular blue darter. Now back to Russell Wombles, athletic director for the Blue Darters. Now, Russ, anything else you'd like to to, to talk about about baseball? Uh, no, not really. I think we kind of covered it. I mean, um, you know, I think it's important to note that. Uh, that our coaching staff is a bunch of hacks on the golf course, and that's another, another reason I hired them. So, uh, you know, basically one of the one of the qualifications when you're interviewing for a coaching job uh, is you have to be worse than me on the golf course. So, so I've done very well in hiring from that perspective. That's good. Well, so how is your your golf game most recently? I know it's always good. Well, it's 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 much better than theirs, and that's the most important. <laughs> now. Now I'd like to um, let's just talk. I want to talk about bowling briefly, at least, or you know, not briefly or not so briefly. But you know, that's just one of the most incredible stories that I know of anywhere in sports. Yeah, you know, in the fact that the kind of legacy that they've got five consecutive state championships in the state of Florida. You know, as, as you know, as we all know, winning one state championship's very, very difficult. Getting that second one is even more difficult. They've put five together consecutively, and, and I think one of the really fascinating things about the story is, you know, they've had a complete turnover by this point. This has gone on so long. The guys that really got us to that level, you know, got that first, earned that first state championship. Players, coaches, whole nine yards um, are no longer around. Um, you know, of course, you know, there's a couple of guys, you know, that are around, but we we'll want to talk about him, of course, acknowledge him. But you know, it's just it's 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 really sustaining itself right now, which is really amazing. And of course, there are a million different ingredients there, a million different moving parts. But it, to me, it just makes a it makes for a very very interesting story. And can you talk about you know, this year's team? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, the 2017-2018 the team. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a pretty amazing story. I mean, like you said, you know, it's one thing to do it two or three years in a row, but when you do something five years in a row, you basically have an entirely new kids the fifth year uh, versus the first year. There's not one single person around that that was on the first state championship team. So it's it's amazing and uh, uh, obviously very good coaching. I mean, uh, you know, Doug Campbell and his and, and those guys with him do a tremendous job, and, and coaching is probably a little underrated. But um, they do a good job, and, you know, obviously there's, there's a pretty good youth program going on in Apopka. Otherwise, you know, it, it, you know, it just don't happen. But, I, you know, I like to say the most amazing thing about it is not the fact that it's a different group of people. To me, the most amazing thing is it is the toughest state championship to win. It's, and, and people, most people do not understand that, uh, and it's hard to grasp um, but, you know, if we're competing for a state football championship, we're competing against 75 schools, give or take. I don't know the number off the top of my head. Same thing in baseball. It's going to be around 80, you know, basketball, things of that nature. But in bowling, it's about 200 schools. So, I mean, essentially it's going to make it about it's going to make it about two and a half times more difficult to win a state championship in bowling than it is in, you know, the, the other team sports. So th- that's just, you know, an amazing thing. And, um, you know, I was – saying before that, you know, we went into the, first of all, anyone who has never been in, at the state uh, bowling championship, you're totally missing out. And when people, you know, think that maybe, uh, you know, these kids aren't athletes or whatever the terminology we use, I can tell you they are amazing competitors. I sat there and watched our, what they call the anchor bowler 
uh, you know, he needed in the tenth round two strikes and a seven or eight count or something to uh, clinch the state championship in the finals. Um, he just calmly stood up there and rolled a strike right in the middle of the pocket. He stood up there again, rolled a strike right in the middle of the pocket, stood up there and threw a nine or whatever it was, and we were in the state championships. And I'm just sitting there going, wow. I mean, to do that with that kind of pressure is just amazing. So, you know, we went into the finals, the state finals, having – and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of the best bowlers in the state are in the bowling alley. It's a 100-wing bowling alley out in East Orlando. And uh, so these are the best of the best, and there's hundreds of them. We went into the uh, final championship round with our kids ranked number one and two. Uh, so, I mean, uh, the average is like 230-something. You know, it's like I'm going, this is crazy. And actually, our number, the kid that would be our number two bowler, technically was actually the one that was uh, number one going into the final. So it was kind of a reversal there. It, it, it's just amazing. And, and when I sit there and watch what those kids do in pressure pack situations and, uh, you know, to be able to throw a strike is hard enough for, for me, but but to just throw it when you absolutely have to do it, you know, is it, you know, would be akin to hitting a, you know, uh, you know, 28-foot three-pointer, you know, at the buzzer to win a championship. So, yeah, very impressive. No, that's a great point. You know, just the, the, the pressure and the – the amount of focus that's that's you know, that's necessary to overcome that kind of pressure and uh, the mindset, the mental part of the game has just got to be absolutely extraordinary. And yeah, that's one thing, Russell. Is I've learned more about the sport of high school bowling, the more I love it because there's just so many, as you've pointed out, so many little interesting quirks, if you will, uh, that are kind of unique and you don't really have in other sports. And one of those, as you said, is. Um, just the intensity of of the fans and of the crowd you know i and, and another thing is you know all these various programs have their own identities, and it's just been, been fun to watch. You know, some of the, the fan bases, shall we say, can get very loud and <laughs> obnoxious from our perspective. And, you know, it's uh, there's a whole backdrop to it that, that makes it a very exciting sport. And it's just one, one more of the, you know, the success of Apopka Blue Darter boys bowling is one more reason it's great to be in Apopka Blue Darter. Now, I did want to also mention... And I, I neglected to mention at the top of the show because I was just listening to sports off the top of my head. And, of course, um, you know, there are a lot of success stories. But boys weightlifting won the, a district championship this year, which is huge. And um, also um, wrestling, boys wrestling won a district championship. And I it certainly did, did not want to, to leave those guys out at all. In fact, um, you know, why don't you uh, – you know, talk about those a little bit. And, and in fact, with the wrestling coach, we had a new wrestling coach that you hired and brought on. Right. Yeah, our wrestling wrestling team won both the conference and district championships. Uh, they were really high in region. I want to say about fifth in the region. I think they finished eleventh in the state, and I believe that's the, the highest finish in the history of the program. So that was, you know, that was pretty awesome. I will say this though. I, yes, uh, I did hire the, the coach last year, Brett Simonelli, but uh, Brett uh, Brett has moved on. There were some some illnesses or something. His family needed to be a little bit closer to some relatives, and and even though it's not far away, I guess it was just. Uh, a little too tough for him, so he's moved on. So actually, uh, um, actually, I just posted the job, and so we'll be looking to fill that vacancy of head wrestling coach. And I think we had like eight kids win the Metro Conference Championship last year, so I don't. Know, that's pretty. That's pretty dominant. Um, um, well, weightlifting. You were talking about weightlifting, and, and again, you know, district conference champions. You know, the whole ball of wax. And, and uh, one quick story on that, you know, years ago, uh, um, you know, the first year I was at Apopka, the first go-around, uh, is when uh, when we'd hired, uh, you know, Coach Darlington to come back. He'd left and went to Val Austin and did all that, all that fun stuff, I'm sure. But um, so we hired him to come back, and, uh, you know, we gave him that weightlifting job. And... Uh, and so the first year we have weightlifting and well we'd had it before but so his first year back he came here in january so he was coaching weightlifting in the spring and so they go to the conference championship and the, i didn't go i had another function on campus or something but anyway uh, i get an email i get an email the next day from the, the school that hosted the conference tournaments the results of the thing, and, and Apopka was last, and we have one point. That's it, one point. 
and I didn't even know what that meant. I just knew it wasn't good because we were last. I'm not going to be last in anything. You know, if we're playing, you know, if we're playing tic-tac-toe, I'm not going to be last, right? No, that's <laughs> so, good. Uh, if that, I can, that's a good thing. If I can, well, if, if I can help it. Now, sometimes sometimes the talent level is not there, but this is Popka High School stuff. So, anyway, I gave up. So, so I, 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 I sh- I called Coach Darlington. I said, what is this? I said, we have one point. And uh, and I said to him, I said, I want you to think about that. Put this in perspective. That's one point more than a dead man. That was the way, <laughs> that was the way I related to it. I said, we just scored one point more than a dead man. And uh, so he laughed. And then, of course, his response was, now, do you want to win football championships or weightlifting? <laughs> and I, I, said, I said, brother, this is Popka High School. We want to win it all. And uh, he said, okay, I got it. So fast forward, now they've won several conference championships and several district championships. So, so that, you know, that was a good little pep talk. You know, he, it, it, it seemed to be effective, right? So. Great to have the backstory there, and uh, can, yeah, congratulations to Coach Dean. Of course, he had a great staff too. Of course, he'd be the first to tell you. I know that I believe Coach Coggles. Uh, no, the staff is amazing. You know, they got you know Coggle and Anderson and Pellucci. You know, most of the football coaches are involved in that weightlifting program, and. You know, they just, you know, we just run such a special football program where, you know, our coaches are involved in everything. We don't have a, you know, we don't have a JV coach. You know, people like to say, well, that's our JV coach. Our, our varsity staff coaches are JV. So anytime you see the junior varsity on the field, they're being coached by the same offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and position coach uh, as the varsity. And and, uh, and they also are on the sidelines for every freshman game, uh, you know, controlling a lot of what goes on there so uh you know it's it's a different type program that most people don't run and i think it you know plays out well for us obviously and when we're down to our last couple of minutes with russell wombles and russell before i want to go back briefly to bowling because i i did want to make sure i'm always want to make sure we always get proper credit which is oftentimes difficult with the short time span but you know, just going back to the to the coaching and uh of the team now you, you, you had multiple. The, the bowling had multiple head coaches. It started with Coach John Hauser, who, of course, is well documented. His primary background is in wrestling, even not even bowling. He did. You know, he brought home that first championship. Then his son Todd Hauser, uh, who was also a wrestling, the wrestling coach, um, it, it took over and brought home uh, championship state championship hardware. And then I know more recently Doug Campbell has been the coach. And then uh, Coach Eddie Jenkins has been involved now recently. And for some reason I think I may be missing another head coach. If I am, please correct me. But then I do want to mention, what I really wanted to mention was was the influence of Bud Lair, who coached all these guys at the amateur level, you know, the the non-high school level, and helped get a lot of these guys started over over at Weekiva Brunswick Lanes, which which is, you know, just a huge part of the story. And then, of course, Dimitri and P.D. Virgos, you know, their influence. Yeah. Demetrius has the support of the program, and P.D. Virgos, of course, is an outstanding All-State bowler for four years. Right. Well, it actually even goes back further than that. When I first got to Apopka, there was a husband and wife coach combo, uh, Lanny and Sherry uh, Camp. And if I remember right, before I got now it may have been while I was there, they actually won a state championship. Uh, uh, and I remember there was a really good bowler, and I can't. I mean, it's been it's been a long time ago now, but uh, so um, so so actually it evolved from there. And what happened was their daughter took over the program for a year, Sherry, and uh, then you know she stepped aside. And so what happened was uh, I went out to hire a coach, and I'm going okay. Uh, so I know that knew that Bud Endicott was working with those kids out at Wekiva, and you know in the youth community and all that, but. Um, I kind of advertised the job both uh, primarily on campus. And John Hauser emailed me and said, I'm interested. And I thought to myself, okay, that's bizarre. I don't, don't really know what I'm going to do with a wrestling coach, coaching volleyball, or excuse me, bowling. But, hey, let's talk. We sit down and talk. And, you know, he, he, he sold me. He's like, dude, he said, I don't, you know, I don't know anything about bowling, but I know how to get the best out of kids. And he says, you know, they've got a bowling. They've got people that teach them the bowling skills. You know, they just need someone that that can that can you know get the best out of them. You know, and I thought that's great. So that was that was the hire, and it was a highly effective one. And Ty came on as his assistant, and then when John moved on, Ty kind of 
took over. Uh, and, of course, they had Doug Campbell and Bud Endicott working with them a, a lot of that time. So part of the time Bud was over at Wagawa. But in general, they had those guys kind of handling the uh, technical aspects of it. So, uh, you know, when Todd went over to Windermere, I thought, why, why, you know, why fix something that's not broken? So it wasn't like I was going to go out and looking for some amazing bowling coach. We basically turned the boys' program over to uh, Doug completely, and he's the head coach. And then we turned the girls' program over to Eddie Jenkins. But uh, it's always great to have someone on campus who can handle all those education-based responsibilities, you know what I mean, that non-faculty people can't get to because they have day jobs and, you know what I mean, and things of that nature. So Eddie's done an outstanding job there. Uh, he was a little bit nervous about taking over, you know, a program that had won four straight state championships, you know. It's like uh, you don't want to be the guy that follows the guy. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, uh, no, no it's, it's an amazing story. And, you know, oftentimes of, of, uh, it's, it's, it's got its own story of teamwork with the leadership of the coaches um, because, you know, not a lot of times you, you can have too many cooks in the kitchen. You know, a lot of times you have a on paper a great coaching staff or an experienced coaching staff with a lot of credentials, and it doesn't mesh well. Uh, in fact, that's probably more the norm. But it's, it's just amazing how all these different guys that you just mentioned from diff- playing different roles, and it's just worked in concert beautifully and I, I just think it's an amazing story. It's one of those things I just you know, can't really never get tired of talking about. But anyway, Russell, it's great to have you joining us. We're up on our next break, and appreciate uh, taking a lot of time with us today and, and, and sharing the, the great story of Apopka Blue Daughter Athletics for the year 2017-18. All right, Roger. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, bud. Russell Wombles, Athletic Director of Apopka High School. We're going to take another quick break from Porky's, and we'll be right back from Porky's on Blue Daughter Sports Central. So please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great Friday throughout Central Florida. It's a great day to be in a pop of Blue Darter. I'm Roger Franklin Williams coming to you live with Joe Ferraro from the front porch at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. We're getting our weekend started off just right at Porky's. Hope you enjoyed that segment. Joe, it was great to hear a great report from Russell Wombles. The only thing is I regret is there were so many other sports and success stories we didn't have a chance to talk about. But we'll, we'll do that here in future programs. You know, and it's like you said, Roger, some great backstories. Which I always enjoy. Now, of course, uh, and I do want to remind everybody that Blue Daughter Sports Central and all the programs you hear on 1520 WBZW are presented by and supported by Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find them at FLADoor.com or maybe better yet, just give them a call. 866-FLA-DOOR. 866-FLA-DOOR. And tell them, be sure to tell them, you're an Apopka Blue Darter. And Joe, want to, um, and once again, this give a couple of shout outs to, want to let you know, let everybody know, we got a text from Holly Jordan Condry, and she's listening, and now from her new uh, digs over at the Apopka Chamber. Congratulations. So Holly, great to hear from you. Yeah, congratulations to you, and congratulations to the Apopka Chamber, because I, I, you literally can't think of a better person Smart move, yeah. than Apopka to be representing our community and, and working hands-on to promote Apopka than Holly Jordan Condry. Of course, she's a huge supporter of our efforts here at 1520 WBZW to promote the Blue Darters. I also want to give a shout out to Tony Hurst, who, you know, it's 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 immeasurable to talk about his loyalty and his love and his deep affection for Apopka and for Apopka Blue Darter Athletics and for the work that we do here on 1520 WBZW. Tony's one of those people that always. Uh, checks in he always communicates he always has an encouraging word about the work we do to, to promote apopka about our football broadcast about the broadcast we do to promote the whole school and athletic department on blue darter, blue darter sports central and it's you know i just want to say tony you know, hello hope you're having a great day and thank you for all your great support of everything that we do and especially your support of everything related to the apopka blue darters you know, and of course, talk about backstory, Joe. 
Tony's father, Leonard Hurst, was a, is a former Popka mayor. In fact, you really, know, that that bre- that period when uh, Mayor Land was not mayor, you know, Coach uh, Leonard Hurst actually ran against Mayor Land back in the. Uh, Back in the late mid late sixties, and defeated him, and served as uh, mayor for a, for a, a term actually. And Leonard Hurst is a uh, who's who's uh, sadly passed away now, but uh, the late Leonard Hurst is also an Apopka Blue Daughter alumni and a former Apopka Blue Daughter football player. You know that's one thing you got, you have to love about Apopka High. It is intertwined with the community. And the great thing the roots are deep, which I think is unusual a little bit. Is as the, as as you know, the town, the city, the area have grown, you know, extraordinarily over the past 20 years or so, at least, and you know, still going at a rapid pace. We still, at least at this point, have maintained a lot of that sense of community, uh, continuity, right. heritage, and legacy, and, and respect for it, which I think is is somewhat unusual and rare. And I can only hope and pray that that that'll continue. It will. That hopefully with, with people like Holly, um, especially in her role with the chamber and, you know, um, and, um, Tony Hurst and so many others, that will continue. I want to um, – now, I, I do want to pick up just to talk a little bit more about the bowling because, you know, as I said, I mean, not only is it an extraordinary story, five consecutive state championships, um, but so – as you talk about – as you said, mentioned – Getting into talk about the backstory, there's so many little unique quirks and twists and turns yes. that make it an even more interesting story. And I especially want to talk about the influence of Bud Endicott because you know, he's not a, Bud's not a teacher at the school, um, but he's been instrumental as kind, a, kind of a volunteer bowling coach. And as, as we talked about briefly earlier, he's been kind of the glue that's kind of held the whole thing together. I think you know he's been that one person as you've had. You know, change. You know, turnover with the head coaches. Now turnover with with all the players, which of course means the parents and the other support groups. Bud's been kind of that that consistent force there that, that that's helped to maintain that continuity. And of course, he's very close and has worked very closely with coach current coach coach Doug Campbell. Um, so that's the point I want to make. And I also want to continue to elaborate on the role of Demetrius Virgos and P.D. Virgos, because P.D. Virgos was that that I think indispensable uh, ingredient as a player uh, when he came into the program as a ninth grader. He brought fire. He helped to bring that first state championship. You're not going to have five consecutive (laughs) if you don't get the first one. You know, and that first one is always so difficult to achieve. And, you know, Petey was instrumental in that process. Of course, he had, there were other great bowlers. The Thornton twins were part of that, 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 that first initial state championship. Others as well, whose names uh, escape me. Uh, Grant Dubay was a big part of it. Uh, Stelling came along uh, and was a big part of that the, the four state championship era, and, and others I'm not mentioning. But you know, there's a great story with P- Demetrius and Petey Virgas in the way that just the way that you know um, Petey adapted to the sport, picked up the sport of bowling, um, the way that Demetrius you know led him and. Um, you know, mentored him and provided everything that he needed, which, you know, just sure. like other sports now, this stuff can get expensive. You know, there are tournaments, there, there's traveling involved, you know, all those kinds of things. So um, anyway, I do want to mention that Demetrius Virgos and his leadership, and, and, and the thing about Demetrius, he continues to support the program in numerous ways, even raising money for the program, even though Petey's gone on to college, and now he's competing at the college level. So there, there's a lot of the Thorntons, the, the role that they've played, James Thornton and Debbie Thornton, um, and other members of their family, uh, the, the way that you know the, the the early parents and supporters, if you will, the way they've continued to stay involved and support the bowling program, it's just a phenomenal story of, of community and of teamwork. They're pillars in that in that particular sport at Apopka High. And so, should, should we take a break now? Sure. All right, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with more. 2017-2018 year in review for Apopka High School on Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now here's Roger. Welcome back. The Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. 
Glad you're joining us. We're talking about the 2017-2018 year in review for Apopka High School Sports. You know, John Perry, look forward to having him back next week. Of course, he's on, having a great vacation. Took a vacation up to the New England. Uh, Martha's nice Vineyard, cool. Massachusetts, state of Maine even. I've really been enjoying following that on Facebook. He's been posting some great pictures. Yeah, I really envy him up there. But having said that, you know, things have been uh, bearable here, you know, for us. And then once again today, we're coming to you from the front porch at Porky's, and it's uh, amazingly cool for a Friday in June. When a, now there's other uh, – now why don't we shift and talk a little bit about football because that's another – of course, we can – that's one of those topics we can talk about for 365 days a year, and I know there are a lot of people out there that, that feel the same way, is, you know, Joe, it was – it was great to have Coach Darlington joining us every Friday to talk about uh, spring football on the show. That, that was that was very, very good, and the Jubilee went very well for the Blue Daughters. Looking forward to August, the end of August, like the 17th, for the preseason game, and then getting into the season. Absolutely. Yes, we, um, we had a great outing over in Deltona at Deltona Pine Ridge. It was an interesting experience to go over there. <laughs> You know, it's um, they were very, way, uh, very rural. Uh, you know, I love it, which is good. It's, you know, we definitely were away from the congestion when we were out there. We were somewhere in, um, in extreme east, uh, I guess, Volusia County. And um, anyway, it, it was a great trip over there. As you said, they treated us very, very nicely. Yes, it was nice. And, we don't um, always get that. And, of course, the team obviously had a great night. We took on... Uh, Deltona Pine Ridge for a half. Uh, score for that half was 35 to seven. Took on Orange City University, who's a little bit better team and program. Um, beat them. Uh, was it 42 to 13? Yes. And uh, for that half, so uh, it, it didn't really dawn on me till I was driving back home. That, How far we were? <laughs> uh, well, well, that. But uh, I wound up in Osteen somehow. But but I was glad to wind up in Osteen because at least I knew where, at least I knew where I was. <laughs> which is better than being lost in the middle of nowhere in, in, in rural uh, east northeast Florida. But I, it, it dawned on me that we scored seven, 77 points. Uh, yeah, we played four quarters, right. two against one team, two against another. And for a four quarters, which is a full game, we scored 77 points. That's a lot. <laughs> which, is, which, to my knowledge, that was more than any school scored in a, in a, a spring game or jamboree uh, in, in central Florida, certainly. And we definitely had a different look. Um, with all the amount of passing that the Blue Daughters did. Now, this coming season, it's going to be a tough road to hoe with that's, the schedule. That's a great point, Joe, and that's something that Coach Darlington kind of you know, alluded to in, in our discussions, that, that he might they might put the ball in the air a little bit more, and they certainly did. And uh, and I, I think that it, it, you know, and it executed it very, very well. Jackson Darlington was 6-for-6 six six on his first six passes. And, uh, of course, uh, Jacorian Davis-Hamilton will be part of that, uh, what was part of that passing game as a passer um, in the game as well, and he did well. You know, that's one thing I think is really fascinating and one of the things that makes it really, really interesting to watch Coach Darlington's teams play is his completely unique way of, of <laughs> coming up with formations, coming up with schemes, play calling. For instance, what I'm getting to, what we witnessed and what we very well could witness during the season are two different players passing the ball throughout the course of a game. Exactly. And, you know, it, 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 talk about giving another team headaches. And they haven't lost their running ability either. Exactly. And that's a great point. And both of those guys will be utilized as runners and, and receivers as well. Which is going to keep everybody else's defense wondering, okay, where, what are they going to do? Where are they going? And I do think, you know, if it continues, we'll see if it continues because that's one thing. I never want to put too much emphasis on a spring game or spring jamboree just because, you know, a lot of teams are out there experimenting. You know, sure. And what they do in the spring might not might be totally different. You know, they might not even continue to do it during, during the fall. But assume for a moment that, you know, Coach d- does continue to incorporate a little bit of a passing game into what he's already doing. That's just got to give these other teams, you know, more more things to think about, and then they've already got a ton of things to think about. Right. And, they'll be and, they'll be looking for that single wing. And really, the 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 type of passing game that, that we had was largely kind of a quick strike, short passing game, 
which you know, for, totally complements the the talent that we've got. Mm-hmm. Because as we talked about before, I don't want to talk about it too much because you know I always like to keep expectations in check. You know, um, it's easy to let expectations get out of check and you know have too high of hopes. But we've just got a, a lot of talent there at the running back position. Um, I can think of six players right off the bat, all shapes and sizes, uh, literally all the way from that can carry uh, that uh, ball. Eric Wright, who's probably about five 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 six, 145 pounds maybe, uh, all the way up to um, to Jalen Carter, who's listed at six four two fifty five and looks a whole lot bigger than that. So that that kind of gives you the ends of the, the spectrum of guys that can run the ball and have already successfully run the ball in the program and. Um, you know, so we got a got a nice wealth of, of talent there at the running back position, and now to have another way to get them the ball, which is to put them out in space right. you know, as 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 wide receivers get them quick strikes, just just adds one more dimension to the offense and, and makes it even more tough to try to figure out how to how to stop how to stop it. And one thing that really surprised me, especially during the jamboree, watching you know five. Wide receivers, three right, two left, going out for the Blue Daughters. I'm like, wow, never seen that. In the years we've been doing it, we've never seen that formation before. And succeeding at it. That's a great, great point, exactly. And once again, I just keep getting back to it. Just, It's so interesting to watch. It's so fun to watch Coach Darlington's offenses because you, you're going to see things you never saw before. And the level of creativity is just, just amazing. And anyway, we're looking forward to it, of course, and we're looking forward to once again broadcasting the games for you. And uh, this gives me a great opportunity to thank a couple of brand new sponsors. I was just about to mention that. One of which is Rosati's Pizza, who I had lunch over there yesterday with Robert Agrusa, uh, the new president of the Popka Chamber, and had a great lunch. Uh, had uh, had a chance to visit quite a bit with um, owner uh, Mike, and really looking forward to promoting them. During the season, and of course, looking forward to getting over there and, and yeah. having some of that great pizza at Rosati's Pizza Pub, which is located in Hunt Club, right next to Publix. You can't miss it. And then, we're also pleased to welcome Baptiste Orthodontics, who they're going to be opening in a, a new location in Apopka very soon. And they'll, they're supporting Blue Daughter Football Broadcast on 1520 WBZW, and we're excited about working with them. In fact, Dr. Baptiste is going to join me on the Roger Franklin Williams show next Friday. Oh, outstanding. That ought to be make for a good topic. And so, anyway, just looking forward to a, a great season. And we certainly don't want to, uh, we want to make sure we mention our, our regular longtime Blue Darter football sponsors, which include starting with Steve White, the gang here at Porky's, Porky's Original Barbecue, Florida Door Solutions, Bill, Robin, and Nikki Cook, and all the gang at Florida Door Solutions. And, of course, Dr. Patrick St. Germain and BurnFatOrlando.com. We've got a great bunch of loyal sponsors, and I do want to emphasize, many people know this already, and maybe not everybody, that's how we can broadcast the games, just through the support of sponsors. That's no true. sponsors, no Apopka Blue Rider football broadcasts. It's, so, it's a simple on. simple equation. Get on board, be a sponsor. Yeah, we're uh, accepting sponsorships now and, and looking forward to getting some some new other, some additional people involved and having them share, share this wonderful experience of, of being a part of a popular Blue Rider football. Um, also want to talk about, you know, let's talk a little bit more about Coach Doug Matthews here in our waiting moments. You know, it's I still, you know, makes me a little sad to think Coach Matthews is not going to be a part of a, Popka Blue Rider Sports anymore. Um, of course, he did phenomenal job. He built one of the best girls soccer programs in, in the state of Florida over his long tenure there. Yes, he did. And of course, we know him even more personally because, as a, in his role as assistant athletic director, he helped you and I immensely, you know, over the years. He was uh, the assistant executive producer for a number <laughs> yeah, of he years. He really was. He really was. And you know, when. Um, you know, sometimes we need a little help getting coaches for the show or coming up with topics for the show. And it was he was one, that, what, he one, was, of, one of those people that was really you know, immensely helpful in, in making all that happen. Yep, yep. And just a great guy to work with and an incredibly loyal blue darter. And, um, you know, I, I'm, it just, of course, we'll miss him, but I'm sure he's very pleased to be and enjoying he, his retirement right now. And he's an avid golfer, so we know he's probably out on the golf course somewhere. And maybe we'll have to get him and uh, Russell paired up there, you know. <laughs> seeing how Russell, uh, as, as Russell shared with us, he uh, he's Russell certainly dominating the baseball staff on the links. 
you know, when he was talking about, you know, that that's part of the criteria to be hired there, I'm thinking, wow, I got a shot of getting a job over there. <laughs> because, <laughs> that's, because my golfing score is like a, like a professional bowler. <laughs> so, that'd be great. And, um, and that's pretty much going to do it for our show today. Friends, I want to thank you so much for joining us and um, encourage you to come on up and have lunch here at Porky's Original Barbecue. Get your weekend started off right officially. Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka is the official place to get your weekend started off just right with lunch on Friday. And a lot afternoon. of people are coming in right now, kicking it off. And just to tell you a little bit about the, the atmosphere here at Porky's, yeah, you always see... Uh, people who support Apopka support uh, Blue Darters. In fact, one of the, the fellows who I just saw coming in and leaving, uh, coming in for lunch, was had a, 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 a Pop Blue Apopka Pop Warner football T-shirt on. So you're always going to be surrounded by a bunch of great Blue Darters when you come up to, to, to Porky's. That's absolutely true. Some you know, some you don't know. Speaking of that, I'm getting ready for my lunch. Here you go. Friends, come on up and join us. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks to Jeff in the studio. Have a great Friday. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.